This is Special Chronicles, giving respect and a voice to people with special needs. I shudder thinking how the world can be so cruel. I lend my voice to those who can't. It's time we try. It's time we care. It's time we stand. It starts with a voice. Welcome to the Special Chronicle Show. This is episode 502. My name is Daniel Smokowski, and I'm the founder of Special Chronicles and a Special Olympics Southern Survival International Global Messenger. Before we begin today's episode, a few housekeeping reminders. Follow Special Chronicles on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Subscribe, wait, and, re- and review Special Chronicles on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Our website, specialchronicles.com, where you can stream our archives of over 500 episodes absolutely for free. Also, there's a list of our favorites, original series, award-winning columns, and blogs, and sign up for our newsletter to receive exclusive bonus content delivered to your inbox. Again, specialchronicles.com. This week on the Special Chronicles podcast... We feature a new Unified Leadership Warm-Up Training presented to United Airlines employees teaching you about Unified Leadership and what it can do for you personally, your organization, and what it can do for people with intellectual and developmental disabilities, IDD. Plus, we we conclude with a panel discussion with two athlete leaders sharing their special Olympic stories and to talk about the importance of unified leadership. And now, please put your virtual hands together at at Special Chronicles. Proudly presents a unified leadership warm-up training right now on the Special Chronicles podcast on specialchronicles.com. We are so excited to be with you today. I will serve as your guide teaching you about unified leadership and what it can do for you personally, your organization, and what it can do for people like me. My name is Renee Manfredi, and I've been a Special Olympics athlete for 15 years. I am a Sergeant Shriver International Global Messenger and a consultant with the Organizational Excellence and Health Teams at Special Olympics International. Assisting me with this training are two of my fellow Special Olympics athletes, Julia Romaldi and Daniel Smirkowski. At this time, I would like to invite my co-facilitators to introduce themselves. Daniel, will you go first, please? Thank you, Renee. Hi, United family. My name is Daniel Smikowski, and I have been a Special Olympics athlete for 17 years. I participate in basketball and swimming in my home state of Illinois. I am co-chair of my state's Athlete Leadership Council, and I, along with Renee, am also a Southern Shriver International Global Messenger, and I'm proud to be one of the first full OG service ambassadors at United Airlines in Chicago. I am an award-winning and veteran podcaster, columnist, and an acclaimed advocate telling disability stories on my groundbreaking global platform, Special Chronicles, reaching thousands of people each month. I am passionate about educating and informing our communities that those with different abilities bring unconditional love and joy every day. Even though communication is my biggest struggle, it has been my biggest passion. Over to you, Julia. Thanks, Daniel. Hi, everyone. My name is Julia Romaldi, and I am a Special Olympic athlete and ambassador from Canada. I have been a Special Olympics athlete for 22 years. I am a figure skater, soccer player, and I also participate in track and field. I am on the Special Olympics Ontario Board of Directors as the athlete representative. I am on the Ontario Athlete Leadership Council. I am also a Special Olympics Health Messenger and I have been trained as a health and wellness leader. I am very excited to be attending the Special Olympics Global Athlete Congress of Inclusion in Berlin, Germany next summer. I will be presenting my project on how I am bringing unified leadership to high schools in my Northern Ontario community in Canada. Back to you, Renee. Thank you very much, Julia. 
Joining us today, someone I work very closely with in delivering unified leadership trainings to organizations like yours, Special Olympics staff member Brandon Schatzik. Brandon, will you introduce yourself, please? Sure thing. Thanks, Renee. Yeah, my name is Brandon Schatzik. I am the Inclusive Leadership Development Manager for Special Olympics. I've uh, spent the last 10 years working within Special Olympics, eight years at the program level in Missouri, and now the past two, as of next month, working at our headquarters office. I work uh, with athlete leaders like uh, Julia, Renee, and Daniel on a daily basis, uh, training them in a variety of topics, but I also train people without intellectual and developmental disabilities uh, inside and outside the organization on how to work with, alongside, and eventually be led by people with IDD. We are so incredibly excited for you all to be here today, either in person or not in person, joining us virtually or watching this recording after the fact to talk to you about what Special Olympics has to offer uh, in our new inclusive training called Unified Leadership. Let's review the purpose of this training. What is the knowledge that you're going to get out of this? Well, you're gonna have a better understanding of what just what unified leadership is, the definition. What are some characteristics of a unified leader? The skills that you're gonna learn from this is the ability to explain the basic concept of unified leadership and understand what we are actually calling you to do. Lastly, the abilities, uh, you're gonna be able to recognize that we all and understand that we all have exclusive behaviors, whether we realize it or not, and that we all need to be supportive of whatever necessary personal and organizational changes that we need to make to ensure inclusion for everyone, but especially for people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. Before we jump into the proper training itself, Daniel, do you mind sharing with everyone a quick history lesson on what Special Olympics is and how it started? Yes, I'll be happy to. Thank, thank you, Brandon. Did you know that Special Olympics first began in Chicago in 1968 with 1,000 athletes from U.S. and Canada who attended the first international games? Special Olympics was founded by Eunice Kennedy Schiavo. We went from three sports at the first international games to today we have 32 plus Olympic style individual and teams sports globally reaching 6 million athletes from 193 countries. In 2008 we celebrated the 50th anniversary. We've grown beyond sports to also include health, leadership and education programs. We are a global inclusion movement using sport, health, education and leadership programs to empower people with intellectual disabilities, like Julia, Renee, and myself. The Revolution is Inclusion campaign is at the heart of what we do. Back to you, Brandon. Thanks, Daniel. Julia, what are, what are some things that people don't know about Special Olympics that, um, that you can share with them? Thanks, Brandon. As Daniel mentioned, Special Olympics did begin with sports, but now it is so much more. Special Olympics provides health programming like the Healthy Athletes Programs, which provides free health screening and health education. There are fitness programs, family health forums, and also athlete health messenger courses. Special Olympics is working with elementary secondary and post-secondary schools to bring inclusive and unified programming to schools with programs like unified sports, youth leadership and whole school engagement opportunities. And there's still more. Special Olympics has athlete leadership programs to develop leadership skills and roles like public speaking, preparing athletes for councils and board, boards and unified leadership roles like this one today. So you see, Special Olympics is much more than sports. Back to you, Daniel. Thank you, Julia. When you hear or see the words Special Olympics, like you see on our co-branded service ambassador uniforms, what do you think it is about? Sports, right? We are a sports organization at heart and always will be, but we also exist to fill other gaps in support of people with intellectual and developmental disabilities, also referred to as IDD for short. We are so much more than sports. We teach lifelong lessons of hard work, 
determination, honing skills, inclusion, and friendship. We believe everyone has the obligation to break down barriers and create an inclusive environment for others, but especially for people with intellectual disabilities. Together, we create opportunities for people with intellectual disabilities. This is much more than making your website or reading materials or travel accessible. Those are important too. It is about finding meaningful roles for people with intellectual disabilities to contribute and share their abilities. Back to you, Julia. Well, thank you, Daniel. For many years, we have been training Special Olympic athletes like me to become leaders. But this, but that is not enough on its own. We also need leaders without IDV like you to take responsibility for creating an inclusive environment so people with IDD have a chance to succeed in all areas of their life. That's why we wanted to talk to you about unified leadership. It is our approach to developing inclusive leaders. It's our version of a diversity, equity, and inclusion training. DEI trainings are important, but when talking about DEI, many companies leave out disability from the conversation, and hardly anyone mentions intellectual and de developmental disabilities. We are here to change that. This training is for people without intellectual disabilities. It is about what you can do to provide opportunities and environments for you, for me and my fellow athletes to share our abilities and thrive. Now let's watch a video on what unified leadership is and what you can do for people without IDD. Great leaders aren't born, they're made. Thousands of hours of training pushing beyond limits, ignoring the doubters, learning to win and lose with dignity, empathy and courage. Special Olympics athletes have already proved that they have great potential. We simply want to empower them to fully realize it by creating the conditions in which they can thrive on and off the sports field. The unified leadership approach is about teaching inclusion, drawing on the personal experiences of athletes to create shared experiences for leaders with and without disabilities. It's about taking the lessons learned from every skill mastered, every challenge overcome, and using them. Inspiring others and showing the path to real and meaningful inclusion. It's about recognizing the key skills that athlete leaders exemplify, helping them grow, develop their capacity to lead, and share their talents with everyone. This is what our divided world needs today. This is about changing our society for the better, for all of us. Unified leaders aren't born. They rise up to the challenge when given a chance. They never give up. They will do anything to create the conditions for everyone's success. Unlocking the true power of diversity. Let them lead. So why do we need unified leadership? Think about it. Special Olympics currently reaches 6 million people with IDD around the world. We have a long way to go to support the well-being of 200 million estimated people with intellectual disabilities. And on the way to go to support the well-being of 200 million estimated people with intellectual disabilities. And, and on the way, we need to change attitudes and behaviors of 7 billion people without disabilities. That includes many of you. You and others without intellectual disabilities, whether you know it or not, are usually the ones who play a major role in creating or maintaining barriers to, 
to inclusion. However, throughout this session, you and millions of others can be the ones responsible for positive change. Because what you do or don't do, whether you realize it or not, can have a big influence on opportunities for people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. Renee, over to you. Thank you so much, Daniel. We know there are barriers to inclusion. Let's discuss how to break them down. It starts with understanding what real meaningful inclusion is. There are three levels of inclusion called Diversity 101, Diversity 2.0, and Inclusion 3.0. Diversity 101 is what happens in the beginning when people first try to be inclusive and invite people with intellectual disabilities to partake in activities. While intentions are good, this type of inclusion is typically tokenism. Here's an example of this. People with intellectual disabilities are hired to a position at a company. They are responsible for photocopying and are not able to provide input to discuss their skills or interests, nor contribute in other ways. The next step is diversity 2.0. This is where people with intellectual disabilities are engaged and their input is sought. An example of this would be, a person with an intellectual disability is hired to a position at a company. The supervisor and colleagues ask about their skills and interests. Their responsibilities increase to include answering phones, note-taking during meetings, and welcoming office visitors and other projects as assigned. This is better, and it's often where most people stop, thinking, this is good enough. The final level is Inclusion 3.0. This is the goal. It is where we want all organizations to strive for, but is unfortunately not where most have reached yet. Inclusion 3.0 is when people with intellectual disabilities are given meaningful roles and responsibilities, and the rest of us adapt how we lead our lives to fit the needs of the person with an intellectual disability. An example of this is, a person with an intellectual disability is hired at a company. The organization works with the person to identify responsibilities that fit their skills. The person receives training to take on new responsibilities. The rest of the staff receives training on how to work with the person with IDD as well. They might assume responsibility for office reception functions and take the lead on deciding or making improvements. The point is that the company is talking and collaborating on the position's responsibilities, including the person with an intellectual disability when defining work tasks. They have the same opportunities for advancement in the organization as everyone else on staff. Brandon? Thanks, Renee. So for those of you who are joining us in the session and then also watching this recording later, we really want you to pause and, and think about where you fall on the inclusion spectrum. Are you diversity 101, 2.0, inclusion 3.0? Um, just think about where you personally are. And then think about where your organization is. Where's your United Hub at? Where, where's your department at? And, and understand that it's okay if you're just starting out that you're at 101. Just by coming and attending this training or watching this recording, you're at least starting to have those conversations. You're starting to think about what you can do personally and organizationally to include people from all marginalized groups and underrepresented groups, but especially people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. So just over the next couple of weeks, think about where you are, think about where your organization and your department or United Hub is, and, and try and figure out what you need to do to where if maybe you, you personally are at 3.0, inclusion 3.0, what can you do to help bring other people up to 3.0, okay? Um, uh, Julia, over to you. Thank you, Brandon. So what is a unified leadership? Building from sport, which is the mission of Special Olympics. Unified leadership teaches leaders without disabilities to value and learn from people with IDD, to make changes and create environments where people with IDD get opportunities to have meaningful jobs and roles. You may hear the word unified 
and think it is about doing things together. Maybe you think of people without intellectual disabilities as the mentor, supporting a person with an intellectual disability. But in unified leadership, unified is more like being on a team. You support your teammate when there is a need, but you aren't always right next to them. It is about leaders without IDD being inclusive, willing to change how they do things so people with IDD can reach their potential. It is also important to note that not all that we are not saying that every person with IDD will be the right fit for all roles. People with intellectual disabilities must have the skill sets to match the role or the potential to develop the skill set over time, same as everyone else. In order to identify a meaningful role for someone, you need to get the input from that individual on what is meaningful for them. When I think of a time where I had a meaningful role, I think about when I was on the panel with Special Olympics and University of Toronto medical and dental students. It meant a lot to me to share my experiences and to help them understand the challenges and barriers people with IDD face. Most of these dental, most of these medical and dental students had little experience with people with IDD and many healthcare providers are not trained on the medical needs for people with IDD. Many doctors and dentists are not willing to take on, on patients with IDD. When people with IDD don't have access to quality healthcare, prevent, preventative care or long-term health planning, they become sick and live shorter lives. I hope when these healthcare students have their own practices that they make them welcoming and available to people with disabilities. I hope these students will continue to bring these conversation to their peers and talk about the needs to change the healthcare system to make it more accessible and equal for all people. I hope they learned that it is now their responsibility to help make our world more inclusive and, that's, and that each one of them plays an important role in making this happen. Brandon, over to you. Thanks, Julia, for being willing to share that example and story with us. So we believe that, that within Special Olympics, we are in a unique position to educate company and organization leaders to develop inclusive environments um, by delivering training sessions like this one that are co-led by people with IDD who share their personal experiences. We offer not just this training, but a, a training series with three different levels of engagement. The first one that you're in now is called Warm Up. It consists of this introductory PowerPoint and an athlete panel, which we'll get to in just a couple of minutes, where an external company or an organization's employees uh, learn about Special Olympics and are introduced to the idea and the concept of what unified leadership is. The second level is called kickoff. It's a training workshop for just leaders of the organization or the company. And here the leaders identify what is needed personally and within their organization to reach inclusion 3.0. Finally, SCORE provides a more in-depth conversation for, particip for participants to work through their own biases and adapt their own behaviors. It's taken a step further by making sure that the organization sets any inclusion goals um, by your team. Daniel, you're up. Thank you, Brandon. So your call to action after this training is pretty simple. First, value us. See the possibility in people like me. Believe we can contribute to the organization's goals. Believe we can bring a unique perspective. Believe that we can develop and lead your work. 
Second is to include us. Adapt behaviors and processes. Look in your teams, departments, and hubs across the United Company to see where you can use our talents, gifts, and skills. We make great employees in other ways too, as web developers, storytellers, speakers, and podcasting. We just need training like anyone else. We need someone to see the potential in us. We don't just want a job we aren't suited for or that we don't deserve. We just want an opportunity to grow into these roles like anyone else. And lastly, enable us. Like the video said, let them lead. Give us a chance to partner with you, to contribute and to lead. We will surprise you. Wene, over to you. Thank you, Daniel. Now that you know more about unified leadership, we've set aside time for a little panel discussion with Daniel and Julia for them to share their special Olympic stories and talk more about the importance of unified leadership. As we work to make our society more inclusive and equitable, it's important that we create space for honest conversations about the real state of inclusion and to learn from those who are leaders within their community about how we as organizations and as individuals can become better supporters of true inclusion. This portion of the presentation is very laid back. So please feel free to type your questions for our panelists into the chat. If we have some time, we will have them answer them at the end. Daniel, can you start by telling us how you became involved with Special Olympics and what was so appealing to you about it? Thank you, Wene. I'll be happy to. I first became involved in Special Olympics as an athlete 17 years ago when I started high school in 2005, back when I had a, a lot more hair. One of my case managers, special education teachers, first told me about Special Olympics. Before I was involved, I wasn't that good at sports, and I didn't have a lot of self-confidence. Once I began doing sports in Special Olympics with swimming, my life changed. I felt confident in who I was and in what I was able to do. For my family and my parents in particular, it was emotional for them seeing me compete for the first time. My parents always believed in me. Soon after I competed in swimming, about three years later, I began competing in basketball. And it's all thanks to the friends and teammates I developed in Special Olympics those first few years that I was encouraged to broaden my athletic skills on the basketball court. Today, I continue to compete in both basketball and swimming. I first began in the athlete leadership programs about 13 years ago. It all started thanks to the encouragement of my mom. At one of our state competitions, my mom was talking to the parent of one of my basketball teammates who first introduced us to athlete leadership programs within Special Olympics. My self-confidence began to further develop into a stronger athlete leader. And through the many leadership roles and ongoing professional development workshops that prepared me for my role as a Southern Shriver International Global Messenger. The sports, love, and that the fact that we are fully included and accepted in this movement is what is so appearing to me about Special Olympics. Thank you, Brandon. Julia. What have you learned from being involved in Special Olympics? Thanks, Renee. I have been involved with Special Olympics since I was four years old, and it has shaped who I am and what my life goals are. Special Olympics has taught me to develop confidence and have the courage to try something new. I have learned to advocate for people who are differently abled on many different platforms. Special Olympics has helped me develop leadership skills that I brought to all parts of my life, including my workplace. Special Olympics has taught me the importance of sharing our experiences with people without disabilities to help develop awareness and understanding of our needs. As an athlete leader, I have learned that I have a responsibility to help lead people without IDD on how to become more inclusive 
and to make changes in schools, workplace, and our communities. Back to you, Brandon. Thanks, Julia. Thanks, Daniel, for, for your answers there. Renee, I want to jump in here and ask you a question. Um, I, we, we know that you've had experience ba with barriers to inclusion in the workplace. Would you mind sharing some of those with us? And then Daniel and Julia, if you want to share some of your answers as well. Thank you, Brandon. I'd be glad to because this is a barrier I have in every relationship. And maybe it affected me when I was little, too. I don't know. It is the barrier of what is having of having what is called an invisible disability. Not only do many people not really know what an intellectual and developmental disability is, they also don't see my disability. So they assume I don't have one. This leads to many complicated situations for me. To try to avoid these complicated situations, I, I tried to tell people upfront that I have an intellectual and developmental disability. I'm on the autism spectrum. I do this so they will understand me better because I know I will need help, especially with instructions and following along in a conversation. These are areas I get very lost in and still do. But whenever I try to explain that I have autism or IDD, people will say things like, are you sure? Or, well, you don't look autistic. Each time this happens, and it happens a lot, I make a new plan for the next time. I'm always wondering, what could I have done differently to explain it better? What do I need to say to help someone understand? Because people still go on speaking too fast for me and then get irritated for me when I ask for help, and I may ask for help more than once. This is just one reason why I really like the unified leadership approach. Since we are educating people without intellectual and developmental disabilities, to better understand persons with IDD. This will break down barriers that hinder successful relationships and job experiences. Julia? You're on mute, Julia. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, Renee. I have two experienced barriers in the workplace and I was not given the same opportunities as others without IDD. I work in a large retail store, and I love my job. I am a customer service associate. After about three years on the job, my manager asked me if I wanted to try a new skill, and of course I said yes. She asked me if I wanted to be cash trained, so I worked very hard to complete all the required online modules. The day came for me to be cash trained, but this happened instead. My manager brought me to the cashier that was to train me and then she left. The cashier took one look at me and said, I'm not training you. I couldn't believe what she said. She also told me to go play pretend with fake money. I certainly did not expect that. When the cashier said she wouldn't train me, I was so disappointed and upset. I think she said those words because I have Down syndrome. She could see my disability. The barrier that I faced was she judged me based on my Down syndrome. She didn't even give me a chance. I was so disappointed and upset but I didn't show it because I was in the workplace. I didn't tell anyone at work because I knew they were busy. I didn't even tell my family members. I kept it a secret, but I never forgot how she made me feel. Because of her actions, I did not get to learn a new skill at my job. I should have told my manager what happened because that person may do the same thing to someone else. My manager might have given her training on how to be inclusive. Over to you, Daniel. Thank you, Julia. Failures to inclusion in the workplace is sadly something that has happened to me as well in the past. Something that really bothers or annoys me from work managers is that a previous job, I asked multiple times for more responsibility to be a cashier at a big secondhand store. But to my humiliation, the management overlooked me time and time again. 
they didn't tell me why or give me the skills to develop more responsibility. I worked at my previous job at a big secondhand store for four years doing basic work of stocking shelves. Throughout my employment there, my coworkers began to get to know me and see what I was able to do. Within a couple years after I began that job, my coworkers saw my potential and encouraged me to broaden my skills and get more responsibility. But again, as the managers overlooked me time and time again, my self-confidence got deflated with the frustration. My parents even saw the frustration in me. This is what really bothers me is when the management just overlooks you and doesn't give you a chance to succeed. Back to you, Wene. Thank you, Daniel and Julia. Both of your stories are impactful, and I'm sorry for all the hardships you have experienced. We've all experienced them. But this is an opportunity to turn things around. Thanks, Renee. Thanks, Julia. Thanks, Daniel, for being vulnerable enough to share those stories with us. So obviously, all three of you are leaders who are able to break down barriers. Um, but the, the Special Olympics Unified Leadership Approach calls on people without disabilities, people like me, that we need to change. So from, from your point of view, why, why is this approach so important? Let's start with Renee. Thank you, Brandon. This is so important to me personally because no one really knows what it is like to be an individual with IDD in the workplace, except an individual with IDD. And there are many barriers in the workplace that people with IDD experience. So many working age adults with IDD have never held a job. Often this is due to the attitudes, behaviors, and low expectations of people without disabilities. And the gifts and talents or abilities of people like me with IDD often go unnoticed. What that means is that there is a lot of untapped potential. That's why I really like the unified leadership approach because it opens the doors for conversations to learn from each other between individuals with IDD and individuals without. Through this approach, we can give ideas and suggestions on how to make the workplace more successful and less stressful for individuals with IDD. I believe this will really create more inclusive workspaces. I also believe having everyone's gifts and talents utilized will only strengthen a company. With the unified leadership approach, everyone has the opportunity. Julia? Thanks, Renee. I believe this unified leadership approach is important because many people without IDD wants to make changes and become more inclusive, but they are not sure how to do it. I believe that in many cases, they are not even aware of practices that might not be inclusive. When anyone is trying to learn something new, we rely on the people who have the experiences and live these experiences. People with IDD have a voice and are passionate about making a change for a more inclusive life in all areas of our life. We understand that by working together, we can make that change to help you understand the barriers that may be present, presented in your organization. It is all about understanding and we are here to help you. It is one it, it is only when people work together on the same team towards a common goal that real change happens. Special Olympics athletes can lead people without IDD to make changes to become more inclusive. Over to you, Daniel. Thank you, Julia. Unified leadership means to me that people without disabilities are able to listen to me and let me lead alongside them. For example, since I began working at United Airlines three years ago, they, you all, my fellow United employees, have embraced me by looking at my skills and the work I do through Special Chronicles and helped me to create the Unified at Work podcast series. United Airlines has embraced me by looking at my skills such as the Unified at Work series. Within my first year at United, I developed and started 
producing and hosting a podcast series that talks about our new inclusive employment program at United in partnership with Special Olympics. I had support from United employees, including at the time our managing director of airport operations for United in Chicago and employees from the social impact and community engagement team at United. In hosting and producing this Unified at Work podcast series, more of my colleagues at at United would see my abilities. This then led me to being asked last year to join Bridge, which is United's business resource group that is connecting people of all abilities. I've taken the tools as an ambassador that I loaned through Special Olympics and using the tools and confidence that I developed in Special Olympics now at my job at United to educate and give a voice about inclusion and unified leadership. Back to you and Aim. Thank you, Daniel. Your stories, yours and Julia's stories and perspectives are so important. What is one behavior that you wish all people showed toward people who are different from them? Daniel, you can start. Thank you, Wene. Um, kindness is the one behavior that I wish all people showed towards us. If all people are kind to help, if, if all people are kind to people who are different than them, they won't be humiliated and they can be accepted and included. When you're kind, you're able to heal their story and listen and realize that we're more alike than different. On the Unified at Work series, we're able to heal other stories. And the people at, at United, many of you, were kind and took time to listen to our stories and hopefully will embrace and create a more inclusive world and help to spread the idea of inclusion and mutual respect. Kindness changes everything. Over to you, Julia. Thanks, Daniel. I want people to value people with IDD. When you value someone, you think they are important and appreciate them. You respect them and want the best for them. You feel that it is important to hear what they have to say by listening to their stories and experiences. So you truly understand what they need. You listen to their fears, their hopes and dreams. You ask them to share their feelings and ideas without judgment. And you let them know that their opinions matter. When you value someone, you include them in the conversation and involve them in decision making. When you value someone, you support them and search out ways to make things the best they can be. When you value someone, you understand that it is only when you work together that a real difference can be made. Learn from them and then work to make a positive change. When you value someone, you see their ability. Just imagine what the world would look like if everyone without a disability valued all people with a disability. Wow, what a world of opportunity that could be. Just imagine the possibilities. Back to you, Renee. Thank you both Daniel and Julia for your great answers. And I agree, kindness is the key because that leads to acceptance, which leads to inclusion. And that's exactly what we're striving for. Now, Brandon, I have a question for you. As someone without IDD, why is unified leadership important to you? And how can Special Olympics get better at it? Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Renee. Appreciate the opportunity. So my job within Special Olympics is to put our athletes, our athlete leaders like you, Daniel um, and Julia, in the best possible situation to succeed for you guys to become leaders within our movement, but also within your communities as well. 
we can train you in all kinds of leadership and personal professional development courses. But if the world outside Special Olympics is not ready to work with you and then hopefully be led by you, then we at Special Olympics, we just wasted a lot of time and resources. People with intellectual and developmental disabilities, like so many of people within marginalized or underrepresented communities, have been overlooked, ignored, and forgotten for far too long. Just because people with IDD may process information and share that information differently than we as people without IDD are used to, doesn't mean that you can't hold meaningful jobs or roles within your communities. You just haven't been afforded the same opportunities that the rest of us have. We, as people without IDD, need to stop expecting you to mask what you do and how you act to fit in to make us feel better. We need to adapt. We need to meet you where you're at. We need to give you a chance to show us what you can do. Full transparency here within Special Olympics, we definitely don't have this figured out. We're still learning ourselves. So when we do these unified leadership trainings, I don't see it as us coming in and training organizations because we think we know best. Instead, it's, it's us inviting organizations to come on this journey with us and learn how to be more inclusive. There's still plenty of times where we fall short, so join us on this journey and let's learn together. We at Special Olympics, we're going through a culture shift of our own. We're wrestling with it on a daily basis because for more than 50 years, we've been a service provider for people with IDD and their families. That's what we were founded on. However, in my opinion, if we're going to survive another 50 years, then we need to adapt what we do and how we do it to become athlete-led. Special Olympics is for people with IDD, so that means Special Olympics should be by people with IDD. You should have a leadership role and a say in everything we do. Let's stop, let's stop pretending that we know better uh, than you do because we don't. Let's not just listen to what you have to say and stop there, but let's go a step further. Let's find ways to empower you to make the changes that you want to make within the organization that you love. We need to give you proper training and support uh, as well as train people without IDD and then be ready to work alongside you and be led by you. We can't do this ourselves. It won't happen overnight. It's a process with lots of bumps and roadblocks, uh, but we know that in the end, the work is gonna be worth it because diversity is not the end goal, inclusion is. So I just wanna, as we start to wrap up, just thank all three of you, Julia, Daniel, Renee, for being so open and vulnerable to talk about your experiences. Uh, can we get a virtual round of applause for, for Julia, Daniel, and Renee? And of course, thanks again to all of you for joining us either in the session or watching this recording remotely after the fact. But before we move on to any questions that the uh, audience might have, uh, do any of our facilitators want to leave the audience with any final words? Julia, you want to start? Thanks, Brandon. I do have one final thought. Thank you for taking your time to hear our voices, our plans, and our stories, and our dreams to build a more inclusive world. We hope you share our stories with your coworkers, friends, and family, and community partners. I believe that the more people who truly understand unified leadership and the importance of true inclusion, the more inclusive the world will be. Thank you, everyone. Over to you, Daniel. Thank you, Julia and Brandon. As you leave this unified leadership presentation, what will you do to connect with an inclusive workforce and continue to take inclusion to new heights? Just like I have never given up from defeating my challenges and rising to success, I hope you will continue to rise up to be the best unified leader you can be. Over to you, Winnie. And I would like to add on to what both Julia and Daniel have said. I agree 100%. Our question from Daniel remains, well, how will you go about using unified leadership? What will you do in your business or your organization? And how will you inspire others around you to strive for a more inclusive world? Because as the video says, let us lead. We will surprise you. Thank you all so much. Brandon? Yeah, so does anybody have any questions for, for Julia, Renee, or Daniel? You can either come off mute or put them in the chat, whatever you're most comfortable with. 
I'll start with I'll start with one that we've had before in, in previous trainings. What advice would you give a, a manager who wants to create a more inclusive workplace for people with IDD? What advice would you give a manager who wants to create a more inclusive workplace for people with IDD? Um, I think I can answer that. Um, I would say the first advice that I would give a manager, if he really wants to create a working environment in the workplace, is to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with his, employee, his or her employee that has IDD. Find out what their interests are, where their strengths are, where they can, and when they get to that, to come up with ways and strategies to build on their strengths and develop their skills, because that is key. You are the manager. You are someone that all your coworkers look up to, respect, and trust. And when you build that relationship, it enables everyone to be more inclusive because trust is key. Julia, Thank you. Julia or Daniel, do you want to add anything? Um, okay. Oh, yeah. Julia, you can go first. So in my workplace, we have an open door policy, which means we can go into talk to our managers with any questions or concerns that we have. We also have committees that people with IDD can join, like the health and safety team that I am in in my workplace. And what I'd just briefly add on to Julia and Winay is, is get to know uh, the skills and gifts that we have and um, if you see us struggling with something don't don't look don't look at, at our disability at the forefront just try to try to look beyond our disability so uh, so so you can connect with us and co connect with us as friends connect with us as as a um, family, and 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 that's how we can um, bring unified leadership into the uh, workplace. Daniel, I want to I want to end with a question for you. Since since you are a United employee and a service ambassador, what what did your employees, your fellow employees, and your managers do at O'Hare to make you? Uh, to support you and the other service ambassadors that you work with? What what can this group of United employees learn uh, from that experience? Um, well, great question. And I know one of my supervisors is 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 on the call <laughs> right now. Um, so what I would say is um, what they can learn is by setting up regular meetings with us and setting up like a specialized training that is unique to us and that kind of fits fits with with our skills and see will see see where we'll where we're able to to help with with the with the airport operation and and see how we're able to connect with not only uh, our co-workers but also with with all the um, passengers that 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 travel on United. So I I've already um, we we don't have a lot, a lot of time to go in, into details, but I've already in um, ever since October twenty eighth with celebrating our three year anniversary at. United, um, I, those um, countless stories of, that I've witnessed um, and I've, that I've experienced firsthand that shows just how much of a family atmosphere our, our, our supervisors and managers and all 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 coworkers all at United. So I, I'm really grateful for everybody from. Um, everybody that's on the call now and, and that is watching the recording. Last, last question here. What, what's your elevator pitch to uh, other United hubs on why they should start the service ambassador program? Um, 
My elevator pitch would be um, th- that, um, and it, it's kind of based on, um, I think somebody, after we had a so-so workshop in Denville a few weeks ago, somebody had commented and said that, um, it was another United employee had commented and said that um, all of us service ambassadors, all the, uh, all the um, missing piece to United. And I think as more hubs, um, as we grow more hubs next year and in the coming years, um, when, when, when other hubs get to know us service ambassadors, uh, both us, the 14 of us currently and the future ones, then they'll see that we really, all, we really show love and kindness uh, to everybody that we meet and that we, we really are the missing piece to <laughs> the United family. Perfect. Thanks, Daniel. I think that's a great way to end it. Um, just again, appreciate our partnership with United. Um, appreciate this opportunity for the four of us to come and more importantly for the three of them, for Renee, Julia, and Daniel to share their experiences, both good and bad. Um, but uh, just appreciate what you guys do for us, what you do for our athletes, what you do for our program, and just look forward to many more years of working together. Uh, I've put my email up on, on the screen now. If you guys have any questions, Um, or comments, please, please, please feel free to reach out. Otherwise, we appreciate the time that you've put into this, and we look forward to hearing from you soon. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Take care. Bye. Support for Special Chronicles comes from listeners like you. As an independent public media podcast, Special Chronicles will will always be there for you. Now, we're asking you to be there for us. As a nonprofit independent media organization, we can only make programs like Special Chronicles with listener support. Our programs provide weekly candid, honest, and inspiring conversations about the people with disabilities community that creates awareness, support, and advocacy within each week's episode. Listeners tell us our shows are an enjoyable and necessary podcast for the intellectual and developmental disability community and everyone else who is able to listen to stories about life from a different angle. Please, if you and your family love our weekly podcast, make a one-time monthly or, or annual gift of thanks today. Support this podcast at specialchronicles.com slash give. That's specialchronicles.com slash give. Support for Special Chronicles comes from Comed. Special Chronicles is proud to partner with the Comed Energy Force Ambassador Program. The Energy Force is the country's first energy efficiency education program designed for and taught by people with disabilities. Comed is powering lives and really is powering us here at Special Chronicles to keep the lights on and our technology is powered on. As Comed powers the lives of us, they're literally giving a voice to people with, with special needs. We thank Comed for the general support of our mission at Special Chronicles. Learn more at specialchronicles.com slash Comed. That's specialchronicles.com slash Comed. Special Chronicles is hosted by Podbean Podcast Hosting, the easiest, most affordable option to get started in podcasting. At Special Chronicles, we proudly host our weekly podcast free now to get started in podcasting today when you visit specialchronicles.com slash podbean. That's specialchronicles.com slash podbean. Our live streams are powered by StreamYard, the easiest way to create professional live streams. StreamYard is a live streaming studio in your browser, interview guests, share your screen, and much more. Stream directly to Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, and other platforms. Sign up for StreamYard today using our StreamYard before link when you visit specialchronicles.com slash StreamYard. That's specialchronicles.com slash StreamYard. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Special Chronicles Podcast. Our podcast was produced by Daniel Smukowski on the Special Chronicles Network. Follow Special Chronicles on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Subscribe, rate, and review Special Chronicles on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. 
uh, website, specialchronicles.com, where you can stream our archives of over 500 episodes for absolutely for free. Also, there's a list of our favorites, original series, award-winning columns, and blogs. And sign up for our newsletter to receive exclusive bonus content delivered to your inbox. Again, specialchronicles.com. Special Chronicles is hosted by Podbean Podcast Hosting. Our live streams are powered by StreamYard. Thanks, as always, to our business manager, Adam Smukowski, who always encourages us to never give up. I'm Daniel Smukowski, back next week with more stories. Special Chronicles, giving respect and a voice to people with special needs.